We are in week 50 of the 50 States, 50 Weeks, and 50 Coffee Shop series. I'm talking with Scott Beckner from Aspire Coffee Roasters in Wyoming today. Scott actually started out his coffee journey roasting coffee on a bread maker with a friend and grew out of that eventually into opening his own roastery and coffee shop about a year and a half ago. I can't believe this is the last state and the last week and the last coffee shop in this journey. Next week, I'll be going over a recap episode of what happened during this year, how I heard about these coffee shops, and other questions that you write in. So email me at baristatalkshow at gmail.com. With that, grab your coffee or tea and let's dive right in. My name is Scott Beckner, founder and owner of Aspire Coffee Roasters in Grable, Wyoming. I uh, am the head roaster as well as just kind of operations of the shop. So what really got you started in the coffee world? What drove you to want to open a roastery in a cafe? Well, ultimately, first of all, I had a friend that introduced me into roasting and he was just using a bread machine. And so one Christmas, when I was a teenager, we, uh, we went to town, got a bread machine, and like, man, this is going to be great. I'm going <laughs> to get into coffee roasting and stuff like that. So, you know, as of just starting out, burn lots of batches, all the good stuff like that. Throughout just learning about that roasting or doing the process, I purchased a couple books from like Scott Rail and just really ultimately started learning about the process of roasting. And mm. I think through that was when I started learning about more of like that there's more to coffee than just a burnt cup of coffee. And <laughs> yeah, there's actual flavor profiles to coffee and stuff like that. And mm. I actually started exploring other coffee shops and obviously, you know, started with what I knew in our local town there in Minnesota was where I grew up was, you know, just those chain coffee shops. Dunbro's, I think, was the one that I hit up quite a bit. And we also were about three hours, well, two and a half hours from uh, Minneapolis, where there's plenty of coffee shops there and stuff. And so we found, well, we come upon uh, Spy House Coffee Roasters, and they would be a specialty coffee roaster just by going, you know, noticing the difference between these coffee shops, the Dunbros, as well as Spy House, I ultimately gained more knowledge of like what actually was in coffee, right? Hmm, and yeah. so I actually applied at one of the coffee shops and got denied. Never happened. So oh, no. it's kind of a, <laughs> a bum deal. That was my first uh, time of wanting to work into a coffee shop that didn't work out. So I was like, well, you know, I'm going to just continue roasting, roasting as a hobby, just learning more about it. And, you know, hopefully someday I can work into working in a coffee shop. It's been over the last eight years, just learning about roasting side of things ultimately. Well, like I said, I grew up in Minnesota and now I, I moved out to Wyoming five years ago and just continued to roast as a hobby. About a year and a half ago is when I actually had the opportunity to move into a little space here in Grable, Wyoming, where I was just roasting as a hobby at that time. I put my roaster in this space. By having my roaster here in this space, gained a lot of attention. And, you know, maybe this is the great opportunity to start my own shop. Totally. 
that way I just, you know, I decided to fix it up and uh, start my own shop here. Yeah, I opened everything up a year and a half ago in June. So yeah, we've been going over for a little year and a half. Wow, that's wild. You went from roasting coffee with a friend to making it a real hobby and then opening a business. Was that that's a, yeah, was that a crazy transition going from hobbyist to business owner? It really was. Yeah, so I've never never ran a business before and for sure not in the coffee industry and I had never worked in coffee shops and so knowing what how to run a business was out of my league I had no idea right Mm -hmm. and so it's been a long learning curve well going back I did like before I opened my shop I did purchase like you know the home espresso machine and grinder and just started brewing my own coffee ultimately through that is where I learned more of the behind the bar type of stuff and just learning how to steam milk, pull shots and stuff like that. And then just going to other coffee shops and just observing what they did was really kind of how I've managed to work through this all. That's crazy. And awesome that you were able to learn from people who are already in business just by walking in and observing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really smart. And that's the way, I mean, I've learned the best kind of that way of watching what other people are doing and learning and asking questions. That's really ultimately the, a big key to success or to just learning is it just asking questions to other shop owners and other baristas, you know, how do they do it? Having discussions with my baristas, just learning more about always growing in our knowledge and stuff like that really wise to keep learning and growing because being such a new business, really a year and a half in, that takes a lot of gusto to keep going and to get the plane off the ground, as they say. Yeah, that is so true. Yeah, that kind of brings me back to, you know, the brand of Aspire. And that's kind of why well, I was looking for a, a name with meaning and something that kind of held meaning to me. And I come across the word aspire one day where the definition of aspire is like reaching reaching new heights or to direct one's hope or ambitions towards achieving some. Hmm. And in a way, that's what I've always been doing. You know, I grew up wanting to build a coffee shop, you know, just always learning. Learning about the coffee side of things is just kind of where I've it's brought me to this location. I like that you didn't give up after not getting the job that you applied for. Yeah, that definitely, it kind of, parts of me wanted to give up, but then I was like, well, you know, I can still continue to learn on my own, you know, read books, do whatever it takes to just continue on with the journey. Yeah. And I think that's a good lesson for myself and for other people is to not give up if you are passionate about something keep pursuing it even if it may not be in a career path or in business it might round back around to being a career path or it just might be a hobby that you can relate to other people by experiencing it yeah that is so true yeah just never give up on it and keep pursuing your dream ultimately I do have questions for you about what coffee is like in Wyoming and maybe how is it different than in Michigan where you grew up? 
<laughs> it's a lot different. Yeah. So I grew up in the in the country of Minnesota, actually, and yeah, there wasn't much of a coffee industry there. But uh, the coffee industry here in Wyoming is definitely a lot different. For sure, here in Grable, like we never, or there's not much for coffee. We got a little drive-through here, which is you know, darker roasted coffee. They're just you know serving up caffeine ultimately. So there isn't just a large coffee community here in the town of Grable. When I first started, it was just kind of a leap of faith and just, you know, hoping that we could build that community. You know, it's it's cowboy country here in Wyoming. And, you know, they're the people that want their their coffee where a horseshoe can float, you know, black, heavy duty stuff. So to introduce quality coffee or coffee with flavor profiles is a very new thing to this location here. And so it's it's definitely been a learning curve of how do I approach teaching the yeah. locals how to taste their coffee and learn more about that there's more to coffee than just uh, heavy duty Folgers, you know, so. You found that to be difficult or that for the majority of people who visit that they are open to that? Well, you know what? Surprisingly, there's kind of a group of people that are open to, you know, learning about the craft and the culture behind coffee a lot more than I ever expected. When I first started the shop, I've been kind of blown away by how, you know, they've come in and supported us in our journey and just, you know, asking questions like, what is a, what is a latte? What is a cortado? Yeah, I've been very impressed with how, for the most part, they have opened up to, you know, learning about it. That is surprising and probably really good because you roast coffee and that is really the basics of coffee starts even before it gets behind the coffee bar. (laughs) Yeah, that is so true. And I think that's played a big part of, you know, of the learning curve here in Grable is just they watching us roast, you know, we roast our own coffee. And so now they're curious about what all that looks like. What kind of beans do we carry? What different flavor profiles are, I mean, what are the different coffees taste like? You know, you roast them here. How cool, you know, we're used to just getting one kind and that's, that's about all we get. Right. And so I think really the roasting aspect has, open that door to learn more about the coffee almost oh yeah it's almost as if it's a conversation starter an easy it really fun is. door yeah yeah because they you know they see the different origins sitting here on the shelf and they see us roasting you know what are you roasting today well we're roasting all of them so you know what does that look like what do those taste like you know what's the difference so yeah kind of fun <laughs> for, for, sure. for people who are not coffee drinkers or coffee lovers. It's still really beautiful to watch because it is a craft. Yes, that is so true. Yeah. There's a lot that can go into the, just the roasting part. It's just a really neat process to watch. Mm, yeah. And I, 
I feel the same way about tea, actually, watching tea being mixed and steeping the tea. And sometimes the tea blossoms similar to the way coffee blossoms. And it's just fun when the drink is interactive. It's a fun process to watch, that's for sure. Do you have coffee shops in Wyoming that you recommend if someone is passing through the area on a road trip or just stopping off from one destination to another, where would you recommend they go? Well, that's a good question. So (laughs) Wyoming is a big state, and so there's a lot of different, I mean, depends on where you're going. But some of the ones that I jotted down that I would highly recommend was there's a little coffee roaster up in Lovell, Wyoming, which is just, just north of here, about half an hour. And he just started roasting. He has, in a way, a very similar story to mine of, you know, starting out as a hobby and opening up to the public. Super excited for, you know, just to watch his journey in the coffee industry. But his brand is called Beatific Coffee Roasters. I hope I didn't blow that one. B-E-A-T-I-F-I-C. Anyway, he's just kind of getting into the coffee side of things. He's He opened up a little cart in someone's business up there, which is uh, really cool. Yeah, just definitely very passionate about roasting and and serving people as well. So, And then there's Pine Coffee Supply in Pinedale that I would highly recommend. Pinedale's probably five hours from us, but uh, they are definitely, especially the coffee roaster, working on higher class coffee. I've seen some of their coffee floating around up here and got to try some it's they've definitely got the the art and craft down and then hyge hearth coffee and bakery in sheridan is a cute little coffee shop they uh used to be andy's coffee tea and bakery or something like that they just switched names they're a specialty little shop bakery really just all about serving the people and, you know, still focusing on some of the quality and craft of the coffee as well. There's a few fun ones around, but they're all definitely spread out far in here. Few between, I should say. Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like the best or the most intriguing shops to visit are the smaller shops. Yes, that is so true. Yeah, they're a lot more personable and you... Well, it's like it is here too. I mean, you know, as the owner, everyone gets to know me and everyone that works here, you know, and we can all have those those conversations, you know, with every customer and connect with them each day. And I think that's what's so cool about those, you know, all the unique little shops and small shops around is we're all small to an extent and yet all unique in our own way. Yeah, I like that. It does add that uniqueness factor when you are a little bit more small because you have to be unique. (laughs) Yeah. Did I tell you that I was uh, moving Aspire Coffee Roasters down to Colorado? I think you might have mentioned that. Yeah. So our plan is to move down Aspire Coffee Roasters, the roasting side, and we're joining forces with Coffee Collective. They're... uh, based out of Windsor, Colorado. And 
anyway, they reached out to me this summer and uh, wondered if I would ever be interested in moving down. And so that's kind of our plan as of right now is to move the roasting side of things down and join forces with them, hoping to, you know, bring more of the coffee knowledge and just some of the stuff that we built up here, you know, down to Windsor, Colorado. There's not much of specialty, high-end specialty roasters in Windsor necessarily, but that's kind of the the goal is to really create a base for craft and quality and culture in Windsor as well. And so I'm really excited about, you know, the new opportunity of getting to focus more once again on the roasting side of things. That's kind of what I've always enjoyed, you know, help them out and explore the coffee industry as well. Wow. That is exciting. So does that mean you'll roast there, but keep the shop open where you're at now? Good question. So I sold this location up here, the, just the shop and the, the equipment side of things. I don't own the building. We're renting that as of now, but uh, one of my baristas actually is taking over the shop up here and we're going to be roasting for them up here as well. How cool. You get to inspire another business owner. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's right. I'm excited for you in that transition. I'm sure there will be a lot of good potential there to keep growing and learning and help educate customers there yeah. too. I mean, you already did it where you're at, so <laughs> you're prepared. Yeah. That's what I'm super excited about. Going back to why I started the shop was ultimately aspiring, you know, learning and growing in the coffee industry myself can, you know, help inspire others, hopefully, and in the coffee side of things and just just the community side of creating a culture around coffee and relationships ultimately. And so the challenge that it was here is it was just it was an awesome opportunity to just grow in that. I'm super excited to take that down to Colorado and just grow down there as well. Just seems like endless opportunity teaching people and everyone about the, you know, art and craft of coffee. Wonderful. Just by hearing your story, I know other people who will listen will feel inspired too. Well, thank you. I'm really excited as well. The reason I said yes to this podcast, like I was, I've been terrified all week about getting on a podcast because it's just like, I hear all these people and it always sounds so good. <laughs> and I am my worst inner critic. And, <laughs> you know, I, it just, it scares me, but I said yes, because that is what goes along with Aspire. And that's who I've always been is saying yes to new challenges and to new adventures and I guess that's why I said yes to the podcast. I'm glad you did. Sure is an honor to be on the podcast with you. Thank you. Thank you. 